If you feel like your business is drowning in inefficiencies, it might be time to decode the problem and break it down by the numbers. Let's start with 37,000. That's the vast community of business owners who've embraced NetSuite. 25, that's the number of years that NetSuite has been revolutionizing financial workflows and accelerating success. Which brings us to one. NetSuite offers tailored solutions, all consolidated within one streamlined platform. Unlock the power of NetSuite today. Download our acclaimed KPI checklist for free. Just head to netsuite.com slash cbs. That's netsuite.com slash cbs. Tonight, the fallout after the crisis at the border. The president condemns U.S. Border Patrol agents as the administration deals with criticism from both political parties. Take a look at the border camp before and now after the nearly 15,000 migrants are cleared from the tent city. Tonight, President Biden's strong words for horseback Border Patrol agents. I promise you those people will pay. And we'll meet a migrant who left Haiti seven years ago, traveling through 11 countries just to reach the U.S. border. Biden's booster push, the 60 million Americans soon eligible for a third Pfizer shot. Why the administration expanded who can get another dose. And the views COVID scare, just ahead of an interview with Vice President Kamala Harris. Supermarket gunman identified. His connection to the grocery store outside Memphis. Plus new details on the mother of three adult sons killed in the deadly attack. Rough day for Team Trump. A Republican-led ballot review in Arizona expands President Biden's win as President Trump's top advisors are subpoenaed in the investigation into the January 6th insurrection. Wildfire outbreak. New blazes in California destroy homes and thicken the air with toxic smoke. And on the road. We got gumbo, y'all feeding the volunteers, trying to get the power back on in storm-ravaged Louisiana. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. We want to begin with that massive migrant encampment in the te- on the Texas border town of Del Rio. Well, it is now completely cleared out. As many as 15,000 migrants, mostly from Haiti, were packed into a squalid tent city beneath a bridge near the Rio Grande, hoping to be processed for asylum. Well, Homeland Security officials revealed today that nearly 30,000 migrants were in the area in recent weeks. Officials provided an updated breakdown today explaining where those migrants are right now, and we'll get you those details in just a moment. Many of those Haitian migrants will likely face expulsion. CBS's Manuel Bajorquez has been covering this humanitarian crisis all week, and he leads off our coverage tonight. Good evening, Manny. Good evening, Nora. It is a drastically different scene underneath the International Bridge here in Del Rio, Texas, as thousands of migrants have been moved from the camp to processing centers throughout the region as they await their fate. This is the migrant encampment in Del Rio just days ago. This is what it looks like tonight. As of right now, there were zero uh, persons under the bridge. Of the almost 15,000 migrants, mostly from Haiti, at least 2,000 have been deported. 5,000 are still being processed and could be expelled. The rest, officials say, were either released into the U.S. under the asylum process or returned to Mexico voluntarily. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas rejected calls to stop the deportations. We have, in fact, determined, despite the tragic and devastating earthquake, that Haiti is, in fact, capable of receiving individuals. This is why your country 
The controversy over border agents on horseback dispersing migrants continued, with President Biden weighing in. Of course I take responsibility. I'm president, but it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. I see their humanity. I see their hope. I see their lives. Gurleen Joseph is co-founder and executive director of the Haitian Bridge Alliance and has been working with Haitians at the border. Do you see a difference between the Biden approach and the Trump approach? Unfortunately, we are seeing the Biden administration continuing the same policy, the same approach, cruel, inhumane. We want different. Fitters and Janvier crossed through 11 countries. He fears being sent back to Haiti. There's no life for them, he says. I want to cry when I see people in the news deported. There's no life for them there. How am I going to live there? There's no life there. The mayor of Del Rio is urging federal officials to do a better job of listening to local officials here along the border who he says warned of a looming crisis. He added that 10 babies were born during the time the migrants were here. Nora. Manny, thank you for covering this really difficult story all week. We appreciate it. Well, turning now to the COVID pandemic and America's new wave of booster shots. As of tonight, up to 20 million Americans are eligible right now for those newly authorized Pfizer boosters. The CDC said today the rollout of those third shots will rely on the honor system, hoping non-eligible people won't line up until it is their turn. We get more now from CBS's Omar Villafranca. And we'll talk with you about vaccine booster shots. But Early this morning, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky expanded who is now eligible for a Pfizer booster shot, overruling one of the recommendations from her agency's advisory panel. In a pandemic, we most often take steps with the intention to do the greatest good, even in an uncertain environment. And that is what I'm doing with these recommendations. Her decision now aligns the CDC and FDA guidelines, saying anyone 65 and older who has been fully vaccinated with the shot should get a booster after at least six months. It also recommends a booster for fully vaccinated people 18 through 64 who work in healthcare or other jobs with an increased risk of exposure to COVID, like schools and nursing homes. Vaccinated people 18 to 64 with medical conditions putting them at high risk for severe COVID, like obesity, diabetes, or pregnancy, are also eligible for a booster. As of today, up to 20 million Americans can get their booster shot. But at a White House Coronavirus Task Force meeting today, Walensky said vaccinating the unvaccinated remains a top priority. I want to be clear. We will not boost our way out of this pandemic. Brown University's Dr. Ashish Jha. Um, Boosters are an important component of keeping people who are already vaccinated safe. Uh, But the biggest strategy has to be getting the unvaccinated their first shot. Earlier today, President Biden, who is 78, said he would be getting his own booster soon. Uh, It's hard to acknowledge I'm over 65, but I'll be getting my booster shot. A short time later on ABC's The View. I need uh, the two of you to step off for a second. Co-host Sonny Hostin and Anna Navarro abruptly left the set just before interviewing Vice President Harris. They had just tested positive. And they'll be okay, I'm sure, because they're both vaccinated. Scientists say one of the keys to ending the pandemic is protecting children. Today, the CDC pointed to new data that showed schools without mask requirements were three and a half times more likely to have outbreaks. Today, at the annual Texas State Fair, Edward Bennett, 77, was among the first to receive his booster. 
As soon as I heard about the boosters, the only thing I wanted to know is where can I get it? The Texas State Fair, which opens today, is offering boosters as well as first and second shots. I've already given out 75, but they're prepared to offer 500 a day at this three-week-long event. Nora? As a Texas girl, I miss the State Fair. Have fun tonight. <laughs> and there is a lot of new reporting tonight on a very troubling story, that deadly mass shooting at a supermarket near Memphis, Tennessee. We've learned the identity of the gunman and his connection to that Kroger store. There are also need new details on the more than a dozen people who were shot, including the one victim who died. We get more now from CBS's Janet Shamlian. Of the 15 people shot... We need a chest seal and I need a uh, combat clause. Ten were Kroger employees... Five were customers, including Olivia King, a 70-year-old widow with three adult sons. She was shot in the chest and died at the hospital. I think I can speak for all of them. We have broken hearts. You know, nobody wants to go into that scene, I can promise you. And so... You know, we you, you do what you have to do. And the anguished Collierville police chief would not speak the gunman's name, but provided it after the briefing. Uk Tang, who worked as a vendor at Kroger, reportedly in the sushi section. The 29-year-old ran into the store Thursday afternoon and started firing. He was later found dead in the back in an apparent suicide. His nearby apartment was searched Thursday night. Police would not discuss the weapon used or a motive. You'll never think nothing like this right here happening in Kyrieville. The violence has shattered this Memphis suburb of 50,000. Heavenly Father, we come to you this afternoon. We're a small group gathered today to remember the victims. So we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. I would encourage the community, don't live in fear. Don't live in fear. I, this stuff, uh, it, it's a tragedy, but we have, to, we have to move on. We can't let them win. Tonight, three of the gunshot victims are still in critical condition. And the family of Olivia King is asking for prayers for their mother and the other families involved, calling what happened here a senseless act of violence. Nora. Definitely. Janet Shamlian, thank you. Well, tonight, the Republican-led review of the 2020 election in Arizona is in, and it confirms President Biden's victory there by an even larger margin. It also comes as the House committee investigating the January 6th riot has subpoenaed four associates of former President Trump. Here's CBS's Ed O'Keefe. Tonight, a Republican push to overturn November's election results in Arizona hit a snag. It turns out President Biden did win, and then some. A months-long review of ballots in Maricopa County, 2.1 million in all, found that President Biden's 45,000-vote victory grew slightly. It found him 99 more votes and 261 fewer for former President Trump. What, if any, comment does the White House have on the apparent results of the new GOP-backed review of ballots in Maricopa County? It confirmed what we have all known for some time uh, and what millions and millions of people in the country know. The review, funded by nearly $6 million from Trump supporters, was run by Cyber Ninjas, a firm with no prior experience running official election audits. County officials said the review, which also cost taxpayers $425,000, was littered with errors and faulty conclusions. During the hand recount, volunteers spent weeks searching for signs of fraud. Many of the state's top Republicans called it a waste of time, pushed without evidence by the former president. There's absolutely no evidence of fraud. 
So he's simply making this up. But similar 2020 election probes are ramping up. Trump's support in other states, including no, Texas, where state officials this week announced a review of four counties after Trump called for it. Meanwhile, four key Trump associates have been called to testify about the president's actions in the buildup to the January 6th attack. Subpoenas went to all four, including former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, asking for depositions to be taken next month. Trump today vowed to fight back. This is just a continuation of the political witch hunt. The White House says it will cooperate with that House Select Committee on the January 6th attack, meaning it could eventually hand over Trump-era documents or call records from that day. Officials here say they disagree with the former president's belief that he can exert executive privilege over what happened that day. Nora? Yeah, and that could have long-term implications at O'Keefe. Thank you. Well, there are criminal charges tonight in the hazing death of Virginia Commonwealth University student Adam Oaks. Eight people are under arrest, and more have been indicted in the 19-year-old's death. Oaks died of alcohol poisoning after a night of hazing for the Delta Chi fraternity. Oaks' family said today they're thankful for a measure of justice. All right, tonight, a new wildfire in Northern California's Shasta County is torching homes, forcing evacuations, and filling the air with toxic smoke. We get more now from CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti. Fire crews struggled to protect neighborhoods as high winds pushed flames into homes, scorching at least 25 structures and threatening thousands more. Devastation, just a nightmare. I've seen my life gone. My mementos of everything gone. Nearly 6,000 acres have been charred since the fire began Wednesday. Further south, crews held back another wildfire burning in Sequoia National Park. The world's largest trees, some now wrapped in flame-repelling foil, were once considered naturally fireproof thanks to their two-feet-thick bark. But today's megafires, fueled by climate change, are burning hotter than these giants can withstand on their own. What more evidence do you need of a world that's heating up? Our kids are going to inherit a world with eight degree higher temperatures than they have today. <laughs> We're on that path. Governor Newsom visited the Sequoias where he announced a $15 billion climate package to help fund fire prevention and water sustainability programs. The historic move comes as more than 9,000 crews struggle to extinguish 10 major fires across the state. And what hasn't been burned by flames has been spoiled by smoke, turning daylight in Los Angeles into a neon night. The wind has cleared out much of the smoke here in Southern California, but continues to fan the flames up north. And tonight, thousands of people remain under a mandatory evacuation. Nora. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. The intense manhunt continues for Brian Laundrie. He's wanted for questioning in the death of his 22-year-old fiance, Gabby Petito, and alleged credit card fraud after her disappearance. Well, authorities say they are scaling back the search to make it more efficient. Vigils for Gabby Petito are planned for tonight on Long Island, New York. Petito's funeral will be held Sunday on Long Island. And tomorrow night, 48 Hours investigates what happened to Gabby Petito and updates the search for Brian Laundrie. That is at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central, right here on CBS. 
New eruptions of a volcano on the Spanish island of La Palma have forced firefighters to run for safety. The volcano first blew up on Sunday. Lava as high as 50 feet high swallowed up hundreds of homes. Locals are calling this the miracle home. Take a look at this. After it was spared, everything around it was destroyed. All right, now this Costco, one of the nation's largest retailers. We all love them. Well, they're again limiting purchases of products like toilet paper, cleaning goods, and bottled water. The reason? Shortages of container ships, factory workers, and truck drivers, and a rise in demand due to the Delta variant. Experts fear there could be product shortages like we saw at the start of the pandemic. And tonight there are reports that Captain Kirk was set to boldly go where no other 90-year-old has gone before. Actor William Shatner is expected to become the oldest person ever in space, blasting off next month as part of the next Blue Origin space crew. No word yet what other brave civilians that billionaire Jeff Bezos has lined up for the flight. I'm available. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Nearly a month after Hurricane Ida slammed Louisiana, about 13,000 homes and businesses are still in the dark. Tonight, CBS's Steve Hartman is on the road with volunteers who are casting the light of kindness. After Hurricane Ida, linemen from across the country came here to southern Louisiana to restore power and found an angel in the flood. Hot lunch! A woman actually named Angel Flood. We got gumbo! I just knew it from the beginning. I was like, we've got to feed these people. So, under her own blue tarped roof, Angel began prepping lunch for the linemen working in and around Homa, Louisiana. Couldn't stand the thought of them eating cold, processed food. There was no restaurants. Yeah, nothing in Homa was open. No power, no water. So if you wanted food, it came to you. came to the women of Louisiana, yeah. And that's the thing. Somebody's here. It's not just Angel. Come in. Not by a long shot. Good morning. We're turning and burning. Turning and burning. While we were there, seemed every 15 minutes someone else showed up with a side dish. A scene that repeats daily here in Homa and across Louisiana. It's good? It's good. Okay. On this Facebook group, we found thousands of women and men helping the linemen in every parish affected by the storm. They've been preparing meals, offering rooms, even doing laundry. It's like checking your chickens and you got an egg. <laughs> Angel tells the men to leave their dirty clothes on the porch and has them fluffed and folded by morning. Thank you. You're welcome. For linemen like Jared Colley of Winter Garden, Florida, Gumbo. this treatment is unbelievable. Potato salad. They have been an absolute godsend to us. Y'all want drinks? I've been on a lot of storms. I've been doing this for quite some time. We've never been treated this good before. Not like this. That's, just, <laughs> that's, just, that's pretty cool. But Angel says it's the least she can do. Keep working hard. 
These guys put in 16-hour days, seven days a week, away from their families. We love y'all. And in talking to them, Angel has learned it's rarely about the money. It's about duty. If you're a lineman and you don't take a call to go on storm, is what they call it, it's like being in the Army and turning down deployment. So in Louisiana, they're now recognizing linemen for the heroes that they are. They're helping us to rebuild the community that we love so much. And that's how you restore the power of gratitude. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Homa, Louisiana. People in Louisiana have big hearts. Sunday on Face the Nation, Margaret Brennan's exclusive interview with CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. Guests also include Democratic Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal and Republican Senator Tim Scott. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Have a great weekend. Good night. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.